0: If you know anyone that would be interested in a job in hospitality, then please get them to visit hospitalityrising.com to view thousands of jobs that might just suit them. Also, if you want to invest and back the Hospitality Rising campaign from just £10 per employee, we're heading into year two fundraising, so please go to hospitalityrising.org for more details or drop an email to marketing at hospitalityrising.org and we'll get back in touch.
1: Super Sonic.
0: Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Super Sonic.
1: Super Sonic.
2: Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Super
0: Sonic. Welcome to Super Sonic Hospitality Marketing with me Mark McSee, where we meet the most interesting people in hospitality marketing, business, and beyond to hear tips, tricks, and tales to help your brand boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity, and serve guests better. Hi, this summer we are bringing you some special Supersonic Times Hospitality Rising podcasts. Where we have intimate and special conversations with some of the greatest chefs and legends of hospitality. Today's episode is sponsored by Vita Mojo and is with Chef Nathan Outlaw and is expertly interviewed by TV Zone Matty White. Also, like to thank Hospitality Rising sponsors Zono, Coca-Cola European Partners, and Wireless Social. Enjoy. Nathan, hello. How you going? All right, man. Thank you very much
1: for inviting us down. Very welcome. Lovely place. It's nice to be in when it's closed. Feels a bit
2: like we're being backstage.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a
2: bit like that, nice and
1: quiet. And look at this view. I mean, that's unbelievable, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, we're we're very, very lucky to have that. You take it for granted sometimes, but you know, it's, uh, you pinch yourself sometimes. Some days it's, it's just beautiful. Today it's beautiful, but it's just a bit rough.
1: So how long have you been down in And How long have you been in Cornwall?
2: Uh, so I, I first came to Cornwall um, when I was about 19 years old. So I'm 44 now. Um, and I came to work for Rick Stein at the seafood restaurant in Padstow. Um, And then I just sort of. The only time we've really moved away from Cornwall was for a couple of years um, when my wife and I wanted to to get a bit of experience up country. But other than that, we for the last sort of twenty odd years we've been in Cornwall.
1: Well, let's let's go back even further then. How did your journey within hospitality start?
2: so I'm born into it. I had no choice. Well, okay. <laughs> so my my my, my dad is he's a chef. Yep. Um, and my gra- my grandparents were all in the industry. Um and my mum also did a bit, you know waitressing and stuff. <clears throat> but she's um yeah, but, so I've really only ever known hospitality. So it's in my it's in my blood. And I I I Completely love the industry. I think it's a great industry. Um, it's always done well for me. You know, you have to work hard, but you know, I love it. So, yeah, and I, I'm, yeah, and to this day, you know, I, I sort of get out of bed and don't think I'm really working, which is great.
1: Which is what we all strive for, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, back in the day, was it your dad kind of making you collect glasses or wash pots? Was yeah. that the the first foray into
2: it? Yeah, well, I started um, basically on Saturday mornings, so he would have to go in and do breakfast on a Saturday morning for where he was working, um, and I would go in with him about eight, about eight, nine years old, and I'd do things like uh, tray up bread for toast, or I'd but, yeah, butter butter bread for sandwiches, yeah. all little things like that. You know, arrange you know the fridge or whatever, whatever he needed just to assist him, and I, you know, and I, I just loved the the sort of like. The, the teamwork effort part of it. yeah. You know, that's what I think what got me into it, really. Not so much the cooking, it was the influence of a good team around you yeah. and feeling part of something. And I think that's the same with any team, whether you're in a football, whether you're, you know, anything. But when you get a really good hospitality business with a lovely team, um, it's, it's infectious and you sort of, when you feel like you belong. And I yeah. think that's what, what made me, like, sort of pursue it. How did you find
1: the industry back then? I mean, there's always talk about conditions for chefs, Mm. people working in kitchens. How how was hospitality for you going through those years?
2: Well, I think the first sort of part of it was was quite nice because I'd obviously working with my dad. And then even though he was tough on me because he didn't really want me to do it he wanted but so he tested me he'd make me do all the really nasty jobs and the things that weren't work but it was all so that he he was then when he realized that i was into it he was like okay now i support you let's go and do it so i went off to college i went to a college called fanatic college in broadstairs which um, is now called east kent college i think um and i did a two-year course and i was classically trained so as we we the way we learned there was all the french you know terminology the french repertoire of dishes and all the stages with the service were all very very classical so very sort of like fine dining that sort of scoffier
1: sc- type right.
2: yeah so not really yeah it was all a scoffier that's we and i even had we even had french lessons so it was that sort really? of really yeah. and it was great it was great um, but you learn nothing really about any other cultures about any other cuisines but that was what wow. was happening at that point yeah. Yeah, in the industry this was sort of like the early 90s it was still the five star hotels you had to go and work in which I did that's the, my first thing I did after I left college and um, you went and trained in those places as a commie chef and then you sort of went through the ranks and it was very much that party system which is like you got your head chef your sous chef your mm-hmm. junior sous chef chef to party commies so you, that was that was you were taught that and you were sort of told to go and do that but now i think the industry is way more diverse and i think you can do if you've got an interest in any cuisine from anywhere you can go and pursue it at a really high level
1: we hear a lot at the moment about restaurants not being able to find staff that there is an employment crisis within the industry um what's your take on that what are your views
2: well Looking at the industry as a whole is clearly is an issue. You know, there's obviously um, gaps in the mo- in, in, in 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 kitchens and front of house mm-hmm. because it's been well publicised and and it's, it's out there. But I think it's it's um, it's just sort of like uh, it does also depend on employers. You know, sort of are you you got to ask yourself are you a good employer? I always say for a young person find do as many interviews as you possibly can before you make a decision, and then find. a a kitchen culture or a restaurant culture or a hotel culture where you feel like you belong I think that's I think the actual staffing crisis I mean it's clearly part of that is through Yeah, the Brexit part of it is a big impact we all know that and it's not just the hospitality industry it's other industries but I do also think it's about you know some people in the past might have just been not a great place to work you know and i think that's it as well
1: how do you see the future nathan the future for hospitality are we in good shape do you think are the problems around the corner
2: i think the industry will step up and i think the hospitality industry will step up because it does always the one thing about hospitality is that we always make it happen Yeah. Yeah. So I I believe that there's good people in the industry, you know, across the world, and certainly in the UK. And I think that people will get together and we'll make sure that the foundations are there for an industry that brings people into it, trains them properly, looks after them, pays them well, and obviously they get the reward from where they're working. And I I believe that that will happen because it can't go the other way. If it goes the other way, yeah. What have we got? People, people love to eat and drink too much. <laughs> Human beings love it. So, like, what, if hospitality industry is is is, we're basically the saviors of, of mankind. <laughs> yeah, you don't, well, you don't eat well. You don't eat well. You don't drink well. And you don't have fun. What's the point? I personally support hospitality rising because I believe that the future for the hospitality industry is strong, and I want to bring young people into it to fulfil their dreams. I think it's really important for others to get involved in Hospitality Rising. If you're part of the hospitality industry, you should be involved. It's about bringing people into the hospitality industry for a great future and a great career.
0: I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Chef Nathan Outlaw and TV's Matty White. Thank you so much to the both of you for taking the time to record this podcast promoting why hospitality is such a great career choice and why more and more operators and suppliers should get behind and invest in hospitality rising. Please do encourage your peers, friends, family, other parents and any kids that you know to share this podcast far and wide and let's get more people to consider working in hospitality. If you know anyone that would be interested in a job in hospitality, then please get them to visit hospitalityrising.com to view thousands of jobs that might just suit them. Also, if you want to invest and back the Hospitality Rising campaign from just £10 per employee, we're heading into year two fundraising, so please go to hospitalityrising.org for more details or drop an email to marketing at hospitalityrising.org and we'll get back in touch. This podcast is sponsored by Vitamojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity and serve guests better. Just visit vitamojo.com/supersonic and get in touch with the team right away. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off for another podcast and I'm really looking forward to the next time we're together. Next time we'll hear from many, many more interesting people with top tips, tricks and tales that will make your brand BOOM!